if you like betting on golf. But everyone that you back misses the cut, get some experts involved. With all the stats and the tips and so much more, cause it's the golf betting system, the golf betting system, it's the golf betting system podcast. Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System podcast. It's episode 272. This is our 2023 Wyndham Championship Bets pod. Barry O'Hanrahan and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections. For this week's PGA Tour action from North Carolina, good morning, gents. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world-famous golf betting system website where we have my in-depth betting preview for the Wyndham. We've got strokes gained rankings for the Wyndham. I'll go through a few of those later. Course form stats combined with current form stats plus our brand spanking new predictor model. All of this content, like this podcast, completely free of charge, there's no paywall. We're available on Twitter. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. We're closing in on 4,000. So uh, if you could go over to the uh, the YouTube channel and join, uh, follow that, not follow, it's subscribe, isn't it? That'd be absolutely fantastic. Right. You guys as listeners power this podcast. So we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Right, this five-star review is entitled Masterclass of Analytics and Useful Knowledge. Afternoon, gents. Such a fine podcast you have here. Congratulations on your recent big achievement for a smallish podcast. I voted as instructed. So that was in the uh, Sports Betting Awards. I personally use your articulated information when selecting my DraftKings picks. They always do very well, so thanks for that. That is regards from Barry. Barry is in Ballymena. In Ballymena. Is that is that the Republic of Ireland, Barry? Don't geography test me. Hey Barry, how's it going? Thanks for the review, buddy. <laughs> uh I think it's up I think it's it's in the north, Steve. It's in the north. Yeah, comes across as Great Britain on uh, on Apple, but that doesn't yep. mean a great deal. Brilliant stuff, Ballymena. Well, Barry from Ballymena, thank you very much. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, and we, I'm glad glad you're getting some use and some results out of your uh, your selections. Very good. We appreciate your support. Uh, last week, well, there wasn't really a huge amount of golfing action, was there? There was just this Lee Hodges, Brian Harmon kind of copy mm. cat act. Fair play to Lee Hodges. I must say, I would. There was like zero percent. Didn't even flicker in my mind, Lee Hodges. No. So um, I don't mind those ones when it's like, oh wow. I'd never have got that. It's when it's when you've got like um, I had a few weeks ago with Sepp Straka, yep. and you're going to pick him. 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 You don't pick him, and then he wins. That's mm. they're the ones that really do wind you up. Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, Lee Hodges, very um, very calm, wasn't it? Very nondescript, just easy. Mm. Fantastic play. I had a little flick through his results because, yeah, like you, he wasn't... What was he, 90 to 100 to 1? 90 to 1, we bet 365 on Monday, yeah. Yeah, so he was quite quite a way down the board. And I had a flick through his results, but there's nothing really screaming at you, was there? There was you know, a couple of distant top 10s and 12th at the Scottish Open was reasonably good um, but then he really bombed out of the Open I mean oh yes I, I get it it's completely different the 3M Open to the, to the Open Championship and um, you know you can't you can't read one result into another but 76-77 um, at, the, at the Open uh, didn't really give you an indication he was going to go out and shoot what 63-64 to Open at the 3M and then just uh, saunter to victory very impressive though yeah very impressive we were talking about previous about strong driving, and we ended up with a leaderboard was Lee Hodges, Martin Led, Kevin Strillman, JT Post, and filling the top uh, mm. top four spots. Four spots that just shows you with that golf course it can be done in different ways. Um, Hodges kind of took the Michael Thompson way from a few years ago because mm. uh, he's not exactly the longest, but yeah, it was an interesting yeah. tournament. Um, I had five selections, four missed the cut, <laughs> four missed the cut, and I had JT Poston, who could have won it. So um, you can't complain. 45 to 1, a full each way return for me. I know your picks, chit gentlemen, were kind of there or thereabouts. Grio was getting involved, Tom Hoagie. There were, there were a number of guys that you were on that were floating with the each way spots and kind of didn't happen. Mm. One yeah. of those. Yeah, well, Grio got him. Well, I don't know. It, I struggled with him. Second or something at halfway. Yeah, well, he was, you know, he kept getting himself into position, then kind of falling back a little bit, then give you a bit of hope, and then drop back a bit. And then um, he made some late birdies on Sunday to get himself up to tie for third, tie for fourth. Um, you know, I thought, well, hang on, hang on here. You're going to get yourself an each way place because you're unlikely to catch Lee Hodges at this point. Um, and then three putted the 17th and parred the par 5 18th and missed out by a shot. So it's kind of typical, really, isn't it? It's the kind of way these uh, Sundays can often go. But yeah, Hoagie was in the mix for a bit as well, Barry, wasn't he? Got himself sorted there. And Kevin Yu as well got mm. had a nice run as well to, oh, kind yes. of get, up, to get up there. And then, mm. yeah, just... Um, Things did, yeah. Things went the other way. So, look, it's uh, yeah for kind of picks on the fly and for a bit of a weird. It's a funny kind of time just after the Open before the the FedEx Cup Finals kick in. It's just there's yeah. so much churn and people are motivated to 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 get in, but that doesn't usually result in wins. It usually results in them just scraping through or just missing out on getting through. So, it's um, I find it. Maybe I'm just you know, manifesting that in my head, but I find it a really tricky couple of or two or three weeks to pick um, yeah. to pick players. It's just be, it is quite volatile, <laughs> so um, sometimes I feel like I could just, uh, which I which I do more often than not, just like throw throw a couple of darts at the board and see what happens. But usually, I'm glad you mentioned Kevin Yu, Barry. This guy is a total enigma. He needs to go and visit Brad. 
Saying that, how, yeah, ma- how much spare time has Brad got now with Rory <laughs> and Lucas? And Can't have much. I, I'd say Brad's got a few instructional videos for the boys. Here, look at these first and then come back to me and tell me what you're really struggling with. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He must have some underlings that they he can send them off to recesses of the training facility and he, he work, they work with the underlings. Kevin Yu last week, these numbers are incredible. He was third for strokes gained off the tee, 22nd for approach, 15th for around the green, second for tee to green. He gained 9.38 strokes. Yeah, T to green. Second in the field. That's crazy. The only person to beat him was Lee Hodges, the winner. T to green. Wait for it. Putting. Minus 5.86 on the greens. The worst putter of those that made the cut. That's that. That's so, Kevin. That is a synopsis of Kevin Yu. 5.86. So he's lost 20, 23 strokes. 20, 23 and a half strokes to the field in four rounds. I suspect that's the four rounds. I think it's the oh, four it's round just... number, but okay. he's okay. he's basically lost well over half of what he gained from tee to green with the putter. Yeah. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's kind of like the, let's say, a Scotty Scheffler light performance, like absolutely yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. The tee, the tee mm. to green and then just, yeah. But Sheffield seems to convert them into top 10s yeah. and top 8s and top 5s. Those kind of negative putting splits, the kind of putting splits you see from Colin Morikawa on occasion, uh, Scotty Scheffler on a regular basis, and one of my selections this week in the putting contest. So, yeah. We'll go into that in a, in a short while. But, yes. Um, any, any, th- any thoughts on um, Tony Fee now? Still 19th in the Ryder Cup race for Team USA. Was right in the mix. I mean, started like an express train. Was he minus six through five or something ridiculous? Yeah, flying mm. at the start. Uh, he then ended up minus 15. So he effectively gained nine strokes over the final three and a half plus rounds. Mm. It's, do, do we think Finau... Is a lock because I'm reading a lot on Twitter from people that seem to know that Finau's a lock for the team. I mean, look, that's a really good performance when it, in the context of his recent performances. You know, he ran a stretch for his thirtieth, fortieth, and he was just you know faffing about. That's good. That's showing signs of life. Yep. You know, if Justin Thomas did that, the media would be in a frenzy. Oh, going, oh he's back to life. Get him on the team immediately. So, you know, if you think about it, like, in that context, then that's a really good week for Fino. Yeah. It's interesting with Fino as well. He went out there and shot that low round Thursday morning. Cam Young, who I was on, just flapped about, did absolutely nothing. And Cam Young's in just as much need, if not more, for results. So that miscut for Cam Young's quite damaging. Yeah, and JT's just just flapping, isn't he? He's What price is he this week? It's It just literally... I wouldn't say took my breath away. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that. 35 to 1, mm. Justin Thomas. Still wouldn't touch Wyndham it. In the Wyndham Championship. Still can't. Still wouldn't touch it. He's the same price as Alex Smalley and Ludwig Aberg. Now, if you'd have said that at the start of the year, I'd have said you must be crazy. JT Poston is shorter mm. than Justin Thomas this week. 
Yeah, Thomas is, Thomas is drifting as well. You know, it, it, given there's no money for him, well, you could see him being pushed out a little bit further potentially. You might get yeah, might reach forty to one in the Wyndham Championship. That's crazy. Yeah. Right, let's segue into the Wyndham, shall we? Uh, in terms of best bookmaker for the 2023 Wyndham Championship, we are highlighting Bet365. As ever, they have their each-way extra market available, which gives you the option to increase or decrease the number of places when you are betting pre-event on the Wyndham outright market. I've used their eight places each way at a 50-odds market. Specifically, I managed to get away four of my five with them this week when I went uh, when we released the preview Monday afternoon. Right now, as we record the pod, they are offering extended market best odds and eight places each way on market leaders, such as Sung Jae-im at 20 to 1. Sam Burns at 25 to 1. Burns needs a good week for Ryder Cup, I think. Justin Thomas is 35 to 1. Adam Scott is 40 to 1. Now, listen to this one, guys. They They also have the Todd father, Brendan Todd. He's always on my post-it note of doom, but... He's got a good chance this week, I think, Brendan Todd. I was almost contemplating putting him up. They have him, listen to this, 75 to 1, eight places each way. He is as short as 45 to 1 with Bet Victor, who are industry standard, five places each way at a court of the odds. That is incredible. You're getting 30 points more, and instead of five places each way, you're getting eight. That's the kind of value you can get with Bet365. If you're 18 plus and do not have a Bet365 sports account, you can find details of their current Bet10 pounds, get 30 pounds in free bets, new customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in this podcast description. Don't forget to use the bonus code Gumpol. I know you're itching. What's the bonus code? <laughs> Sport30, S-P-O-R-T-3-0. When registering. I've also got a couple of boosts to mention here with Bet365 this week. Shane Lowry. If you're into Shane Lowry this week, he's priced up at 28 to 1. You can back back him with, with Bet365 at 33 to 1. And the new talent that is Ludwig Aberg, 35 to 1. They boosted him to 5 0, 50 to 1 this week for the Wyndham Championship. Mm. So there we go. Right now. You might find this one a little bit more interesting, Barry, I think, the Wyndham. Because we have got this deadline, and it's a big deadline. I just want to mention as well at the very top here, Lee Hodges was 74th in the FedEx Cup last week. Top 70 get into the playoffs. Now, Martin Led was 157. JT Poston was 60. We also add in the each way places Keith Mitchell 66, Sam Ryder 69. So there was a 69, a 66, a 60, and the winner was 74 in the FedEx Cup. So that just shows you how it's motivating these mid range pros to have very strong weeks to get into the playoffs where there's some serious money available. And that you think about that result for Lee Hodges, not only does that get him into the playoffs, which start next week down in Memphis, that also gets him way into the top 30 in the FedEx Cup, which means that as of post-tour championship, 
top 50 in the FedEx Cup at the end of the um at the uh, sorry the the top 50 that go to the BMW Championship all get invites to the designated events ongoing that is huge for someone like Lee Hodges mm. absolutely massive so any designated event you're going to get Lee Hodges in the field going through the fall of this year autumn and through the whole of 2024 that is just like um, that's a massive career jump for Lee Hodges. Mm. So that's what's on the table this week for players. That is all. so it might be just worth having a scoop down the FedEx Cup standings and just finding players there that you think both suit the course and also are in serious need of a performance. Because I think that is a decent angle to attack this week and pretty much what I have done. Right, the Wyndham, we should know it all. It's a Donald Ross course. Do like it. It's a 26 original. It had a renovation in 07. It also used to feature bent grass greens, now features champion Bermuda grass. The first winner to win on those champion Bermuda grass greens, and this is a good name just to throw out there, was Sergio Garcia. So that shows you that a longish, high-quality ball striker can be very effective around Sedgefield. There are different ways of skinning the cat this week, but ball strikers are in play. Last few years, though, 21 under, 22 under, 21 under, 22, 21, 20 under pass, six of the last seven winning totals. So we could be touching 20 under winning here, and it's a par 70, worth remembering. They've only got... Eight visits at a par five this week. So you're going to need to be scoring well on your par threes and your par fours. Golf course itself, nice and short. 7,131 yards as a par 70. We're back in North Carolina. We're back in Bermuda grass territory. We've been, we've been in fescue recently. Bent grass, bent poa. We're back on Bermuda grass this week. And that's, again, another big step change for me. Players that are comfortable on Bermuda grass surfaces. So that's both Bermuda grass fairways and rough, but also those champion Bermuda grass greens. Six of the holes feature water in play. The fairways themselves are tight. At 300 yards carry, 26 yards. Now, to give you some kind of context on that, last week at TPC Twin Cities... They were 31 yards at the same point, so five yards wider. And if we go to Deer Run, where they did the John Deere Classic, just the other side of the open, they were 33, uh, 36 yards wide, so 10 yards wider on the John Deere Classic. So it's pretty tight off the tee. It's a short course, and it's a Carolina-esque golf course. So lots of dog legs, tree-lined everywhere, Pine straw if you go outside of the rough. The main hazard here, and it's very similar to what we see at RBC Heritage, the uh, Harbour Town course. If you do miss the fairways on the wrong side of the hole, you've got seriously blocked shots into the green complexes. And that can be tree trunks, overhanging limbs, and just the way the course is. If you're on the wrong side and the pin's set on... On, on your side, very, very difficult to hold the green, get the, the ball close from out of the rough into greens that are typically Donald Ross sloping from back to front. 
the typical Donald Ross uh, green complex design. Mm. Great course, I love it, but it is scorable. It is very much scorable. Now, I haven't looked at the weather forecast this morning, I'll be true, truthful. But there was forecasted rain Thursday and Friday, but it was only 50% during play. If that doesn't materialise, we can see some really seriously quick greens here. And I remember, was it 2015, the year we were on Kisner? Uh, not 2015. 2021, the year we were on Kisner, the greens were lightning fast. And the yeah. winning score only got to 15 under par. So it's it's where, it's where, I don't know, just keep an eye on it. Because you might have a scenario this week where it's 15 under to 16 that wins. Or if it's typical conditions and you get some rain on the build-up, so we might get a course that's actually uh, hasn't got lightning fast fairways or greens, you might be pushing this 21, 22 under envelope for the winner. So that's where we're at. Interesting interesting uh, setup, I think. So don't forget, top 70 gets in, get into the playoffs next week. But I think there are other goals there. I mean, you've clearly got people that are scratching around for their cards. Top 125. That cutoff isn't until the RSM Classic in November. So, so these pros aren't exactly... This isn't the last chance saloon to keep your playing privileges for 2024. But there's some desperate players out there needing points. Um, yeah, so I've kind of built that into a scenario where I'm looking for players that suit the course and have got some kind of motivation from a standings perspective. Now, I said that I'd quickly go through some strokes gained rankings. Um, I've put a link in the podcast description to our strokes gained rankings for the Wyndham. They're available. Paul pulls them together every single week where he can for both DP World and PGA Tour. So basically, go back to 2016 on the PGA Tour and just pulls the whole gamut of strokes gain numbers for each player in the field. He, these are the rankings uh, as we stand. Uh, the top four have only played one tournament here. One, Ben Griffin. Two, Sam Burns. Three, Max McGreevy. Four, Taylor Moore. And then of those that have played multiple events around here, Sung Im ranks at five. Webb Simpson, I mean, they could call this the Webb Simpson Open. He's at six. Billy Horschel at seven, showed some form last week. Brandon Woos at eight, although he's only played once. Cam Davis at nine, and you know what name is going to come out finally, of course. Si Woo Kim at ten. The Bermuda monster that is Si Woo Kim. Uh, below that, you've got the ilks of Russell Henley, of course. We've got Taylor, uh, we've got Davis Riley, Taylor Pendrith, and here's a name that kind of tells you where you're at with the Wyndham. Ryan Armour, 280 yards, that's with the following wind, hmm. but and a fantastic approach player and a streaky putter, especially on Bermuda grass. You've also got Jim Herman, Alex Smalley, Hideki Matsuama, Matt Kuchar, Denny McCarthy and Branch Snedeker rounding out the top 20 in the rankings. Best thing about that analysis, love it. You can also rank by skill set as well. Because I've just been listing strokes gain total. You can rank by putting, ball striking, tee to green, approach, whatever you want to rank by. Very, very useful. 
Any thoughts from you from uh, from you guys before I move on on to potential selections? Um, no, I, th- I think you've covered the, the basics. I think this top seventy point is valid, um, and you know you talked about Lee Hodges last week at seventy fourth. There were plenty, uh, plenty of players in that kind of sixty fifth to uh, well eighty plus bracket, and even the guys quite a bit further down. Given there are 500 FedEx Cup points available this week to the winner, first or second or tied second, third, that kind of number for many players could see them inside the top 70 this week. So there's a lot of jostling going to happen this week for position in that uh, in that ranking. And there's plenty of players with something to play for. So that should, well, it always does add a, an element of... Uh, interest and intrigue to this but but ultimately i mean you talked about the bermuda bermuda green change i think that's valid um it is a short 70 i think it suits a certain type of player um and personally i like players that have the ability to uh to putt well um strokes game putting even the back back to the old uh, putting average metric if you've got players that um appear on a number of the putting stats uh, in quite lot Brendan position. Todd, Paul, the Todd father. Well, I he's will in come... play this week. In <laughs> play this week. I will come to Brendan Todd when we uh, go through mm. my selection, Stephen. Have you backed him with Bet Three Six Five? I got him uh, earlier in the week with uh, William Hill at nineties, but ninety. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't steal my thunder, Steve. I'll go through him when I get to wow. the longer prices. <laughs> <laughs> Strokes gained metrics here. I'm just going to read these out to you. This, these are the positions within those that made the cut. The champions going back to see Wu Kim. Just average it through. Off the tee, twenty seventh. Approach seventh. Thirty fifth for around the green. Eighth for tee to green. Twelfth for putting. Mm. When I'm looking back through the year, I'm seeing there are a number. But there are also a lot of stop-offs where the strokes game putting number is far, far higher. So, like next week at Southwind, the winner there over the years has only yeah. been 24th in the field on average for strokes game putting. Mm-hmm. Completely different event. So, I, yes, I can see the angle of being of needing to be able to putt well. There have been the odd winner, though, Sergio Garcia, Siwoo Kim, who have basically murdered the course from tee to green and been kind of neutral or even a tick above neutral with a putter. You also get the likes of Kevin Nahr did the same thing to get into a playoff, that six-man playoff. Um, There's a number of guys that have gone down that route as well. But yes, I think strong putters in a bad angle. Last thing I'm going to say before I go through my selections. These are the FedEx Cup rankings of the winners here, going back to 2016. Bearing in mind, back then, cutoff was 125 for the playoffs. Siwoo Kim was 43rd. Henrik Stenson won here at 14-1. to He was 75th in the FedEx Cup. He was ranked 4th in the world. Branch Snedeker, we were on board, 80. JT Poston, 83. Kevin Kisner, we were on board, 69. And last year, Tom Kim didn't even have a FedEx Cup ranking. He was on special temporary membership. He won at 40 to 1. 
40 to 1 Kim, 55 to 1 Kisner, 100 to 1 Poston, 28 to 1 Snedeker, 14 to 1 Stenson, 150 to 1 Siwoo Kim. Right, first guy I'm putting up. He is literally playing golf. If When I look back strokes gained on what Hideki does before he wins, he is the he's doing right now what he always done does before a big win. He's okay off the tee. He's absolutely razor sharp with his approaches. He's gaining strokes around the green. And of course, he's murdering the course tee to green and putting terribly. At some point, he's going to putt reasonably well and he's going to, he's going to win a tournament. And he's having one bad round every week. So I put Hideki up. I do like the link this week, chaps. I do like the link. And I don't know why, although they are both Bermuda grass. There's definitely something here about, don't, don't get me, the plantation course where they play the Tournament of Champions. And there's also a link with the Sony Open that they play the week after in Honolulu. Yep. Tom Kim went to Kapalua for the first time this year, finished fifth. Kevin Kisner's had an eighth and a ninth there. JT Poston's had an 11th there. Snedeker's had a couple of third places there. And then you just look at the link across to Sony. Kisner's all over that link. Herman's had a top 10 there. Snedeker's finished second there. I was actually on board Snedeker that week. I mean, Sony makes sense. It's a course where putting's important. It's a course that's a 70 tree-lined. Hideki won there, didn't he? He beat Henley. Yeah. Now, I'm seeing Henley being backed Mm. off the boards this week. Personally, at the same kind of price point, I'd always take Matsuama. Mm. He won the Masters. Uh, He's got eight PGA Tour victories. So I I plumped for Hideki. Mm. Just need something mid-range with the putter. Something that isn't Kevin Yu from last week. Or Hideki Matsuama from last week. But we saw it at the Sony Open. I remember it well. I, I think I said on the podcast back in 2022... You know, Hideki, he'd be absolutely perfect for this golf course if he could putt. And then lo and behold, I think he gained eight and a half strokes with the putter that week and beat Russell Henley. So, yeah, Matsuama for me. That's the one I've... T- I, I personally would rather take Matsuama and Henley over Sung Im because he seems horribly out of form and he was the favourite when the prices came out. The only one that's that's sneaky. The only one that's sneaky there for me, Sam Burns, because we know with Sam Burns, we've been talking about it. He is in great need of a good result. Mm. Go on, Barry. Just I was just going to ask, how does Hideki get on with the Bermuda greens? Because usually, in my head, I have him absolutely yeah. locked as a a uh, bent grass. Yeah. The one thing I will say was that Sony performance. Okay. I think he gained like nine strokes with a putter. And also, he's had a, I think he's had two runner-ups or at least a second and a third at Kapalua. He can be competitive on Bermuda grass. I just think the thing with Hideki is he just loves tree-line golf courses, doesn't he? He just run, run through where he's won in the States, Muirfield Village. He's won at Augusta. 
He's won at the Sony Open at Wyalai. He's won his home event at Narashino. Now, that Narashino course, short, claustrophobic. It's just almost like a Carolina golf course, but clearly with bent grass, and it's in Japan, but it's the same court, you know, bending, dog legs, mm. very Wentworthy kind of setup. Yeah. This what, what, golf course itself suits Matsuama down to the ground. It's just whether he can handle the Bermuda grass greens. That's the question mm. for me. Well, it's the question every week. But yes, like I, he, I agree, Barry. He is undoubtedly bent grass positive. He's always I been one to seven of his eight PGA Tour victories will be will have kind will have bent grass within them. Mm. One thing I will say: he also got a great record at Phoenix, if you remember. And Phoenix are always these kind of hybrid Bermuda grass greens. Sometimes they've got a bit bit of bent grass on the top. Sometimes they've got a p- bit of Poa Tribulus on the top. But they are fundamentally Bermuda grass greens at Phoenix, and he's won there twice. So I don't know. It's up. It's up for grabs, really. I mean that that whole top of the the board there, Matsuama, Im, Henley, Burns. The one that's being backed is Henley. Siwoo Kim's being backed off the board, but you know it's Bermuda grass and it's the Siwoo Kim Open. And then you're down to the likes of Denny McCarthy and Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry, by the way, is outside the top seventy. So if he doesn't perform well this week. Bearing in mind Shane Lowry's in our Ryder Cup team, he will not be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So where's he going to play golf? He'll just have to wait it out for the Irish Open, I suppose. Yeah, it's not long. Start of September. Mm. Get a little summer holiday. Mm. Yeah. Get himself. That's out where we're the- at, though. We have got some decent players in this event, and clearly Justin Thomas is the other one who will not be in the playoffs unless they get a decent... I think I saw something today saying if if Justin Thomas was to get something around the top 15, and this would clearly also stack up for Shane, if they get like a T15 finish, they're very likely to make the top 70. Top 10, definite. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of players in that kind of bracket, though. There's a lot of players playing who are in the... 50th to 80th plus position right now so I think Barry used the right word earlier didn't he churn there's going to be a lot of churn this week is there anyone there at the top that either of you guys are on or are you delving deeper Um, I've got one near the top you've mentioned him already Uh, Sam Burns I backed yesterday at 22 to 1 I see that he's been pushed out to 25s in places this morning so um not overly fancy, but that may well be a symptom of some of these other players being backed quite heavily, I guess. But yeah, Burns, I mean, you've talked a bit about him. He's um, 13th in the Ryder Cup rankings. So yeah, even though he won that um, the WGC match play earlier in the year, he's not assured of his place in the team. I Would he get a pick? I think if it push came to shove... Um, picking the player who won the match play over someone else who either hasn't won or won a lesser event, I think I'd probably prefer Burns. But there's no God-given right that he's going to get selected. So I think at 13th in the rankings, he's really got to, you know, he's got to make a um, make a strong case for himself over these next few weeks. Five wins in the past two years, four of them on Bermuda grass greens. He was fifth to the halfway point at the Scottish Open uh, a few weeks back. 
Uh, missed the cut of the Open Championship. Didn't hurt Lee Hodges last week, clearly. Uh, 13th here on debut, the one and only time he played. He had a weekend of 65-65. He can play the course um, and he can putt. We know Sam Burns can putt. Eighth of the season for strokes game putting. Ninth for one putts. 14th for free putt avoidance. If you look through a lot of the putting stats for Sam Burns, he's very, very prominent. For me, when I looked at the market, I was kind of expecting Burns to be maybe really pushing for the very top for favouritism this week. So um, to take him at 22s, and as I say, you can get him slightly longer right now. That seemed like a good punt to me. So Burns is the only one I've backed sub 50 to 1. Any from you, Barry, down that, that bottom end? Uh, top end? Back. Well, yeah, top for me, for sure. Anything under <laughs> 100 to 1. Um, got to back Aaron Rye. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's not the longest off the tee, but um, playing some really good golf. You know, um, a couple of top 10s in his last eight. And just, you know, two miscuts sprinkled, and then the worst in his last what, seven is 24th. Only one appearance here, which was seventy first last year, but you know that was him, you know, first year um, over on the PGA Tour. So um, I'm fine with that. I'm sh- this feels like a kind of course that will suit him quite well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've got him at forty to one, and I'm weighing up Denny McCarthy because you know if that putter gets hot and he hits anything approaching a regular amount of greens um he he could really get some low numbers going boy can pop we know that mm. it's just I mean you know me I was on Denny the other week at the John Deere I've I've taken him off the post it note of doom and someone asked me the other day have there been any new entries it's like it's, it's like uh, it's like a moving feast it's like dude you could do like a pop chart can you and uh up three and it's now on the post-it note of doom it's doug gim <laughs> do, no. new entry uh, this it doesn't quite it doesn't quite fluctuate that quickly but you can come off the post-it note of doom as well denny's off it now my only fear with denny is i know you haven't backed him it's whether he can actually hit the ball close enough to let that putter do the enough work that it needs to do mm. When I looked at this, um, there was definitely a trend where the winner of this had had a, uh, a strokes gained approach in the top 11 in one of their three prior to actually winning. You, you see what I'm saying? So they'd actually been mm-hmm. to an event, they'd finished in the top 11, and that had been powered by a decent week with the approaches in a tournament imminently close to winning uh, before winning this um denny doesn't have that it's literally you find that he's like 58th for strokes gain approach and he lapped the field with the putter and that's just how denny rolls so that's ultimately that what put me off backing him because he was definitely on my shortlist mm. might come and haunt me could might save not. me money could save me money I, in a world, in a real world, I, I struggle not to see Denny on that sort of first couple of pages of the leaderboard. Though I think he's just going to be there or thereabouts. And there's this, there's this vein, you know, there's this thing out there that Denny could still make the Ryder Cup team because he's still there in terms of points. Yeah. And we've seen 
Cam Young's kind of floating around near the top of leaderboards recently. Tony Fee now. All of these players that know they're under pressure. That's why Paul's on Sam Burns this week, quite rightly. They're starting to play better golf because they're having to. Uh, Denny McCarthy, the other thing that put me off him, 25th in the FedEx Cup. So if we're going down this trend of winners, he's too comfortable. Too, too comfortable. That's another reason I like Matsuama, actually. 56th in the FedEx Cup. So, yes, he's not going to be... He's going to be playing Southwind next week, I grant you. But Matsuama's outside the designated event cut line. That's crazy. And I'm not suggesting that him and Thomas won't find a backdoor in in those couple of spots that they're going to keep for the big names, because they will. Mm-hmm. But that's, that just doesn't... To a player of Matsuama's ability... That must feel kind of, wow, what am I doing? I might not be playing designated events from the autumn onwards. Mm. Uh, right, uh, back to Aaron Wright. I'm on him as well, Baron. Excellent. Six, 61st in the FedEx Cup, so he's in that kind of spot. I'll tell you the one I like with Aaron Wright. He won, I think it was his first European Tour event at the time, at Fan Ling. The Hong Kong Open. And I could see some kind of fan fan ling links to this. That's a claustrophobic, tight, tree-lined, short course with Bermuda grass greens. Yeah, fiddly. Fiddly, yeah. And actually, Rye, as you said, tee to green, unbelievable. I think he's fourth for accuracy on tour for the whole season. Top 15 or 20 for greens in reg. As we know with Aaron Wright, guy can't putt generally. But actually, the last four outings in North America, he's been positive with the putter. Every single one of them making some putts, which makes him a very dangerous animal, I think. So I'm on Wright. The other one I'm on I, at that price point, or the, shorter than that, was JT Poston. I mean, I, I can't really hop off JT. He almost won last week. He's a champion here. And when he won the John Deere Classic last year, lo and behold, he finished second at the Travellers before then winning his John Deere Classic. So, there's no physical way I can leave JT Poston behind. So, I'm on Matsuama Poston at 30 to 1. I got. I'm on Aaron Wright at 40 to 1. The other one I've slotted in there, and he's actually drifted this morning. So, that's great. 45 to 1, Cam Davis, the Australian. Starting to putt a lot better. And he, 69th in the FedEx Cup standing. So Cam Davis goes into this knowing if he doesn't perform well, he won't be in the playoffs next week. That's a huge motivator for me. Huge, huge, huge motivator. He was actually outside the playoffs until last week where he got a top 10. That's got him into the playoffs as we sit here right now, projected. But he needs a good finish this week to make sure that he makes those uh, that south wind playoff next week, first event. And you actually look at Cam Davis. He won the 2021 Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club. That's a Donald Ross design. Tick. Yeah. He then finished fourth this year at the PGA Championship on a Donald Ross-designed Oak Hill tick. So he's a bit of a Donald Ross specialist. 
And just wherever I looked for results, Kapalua, Sony Open, PGA West, where they play the American Express, that's another Bermuda grass, low-scoring event. Harbour Town, all of these courses, Cam Smith has a top 10, top 8 result at all of them. Just ticks everything from a correlating course perspective. Every single course I was looking for, he's got a top 10. So yeah, I, I slotted Cam Davis in. 40 to 1 I got. I'm looking right now. You can get 45 to 1. Uh, no, I'm not. He's gone back into 40s. So 41 to chance, 40 to 1 chance Cam Davis. Come on then, Paul. You might as well hit us with the Todd father. Yeah, I've got I've got another one in between first. Yeah, Davis is interesting. I expected him to be a lot more popular in the market. Um, what? After was I right week. in thinking he was thirty three to one last week? Uh, it would have been in that kind of price, yeah. And finished tenth. Couple of decent efforts here, isn't he? Twenty second, fifteen. And his price got bigger. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of hovering around that forty to one point, but it's it's certainly not a sea of blue like a lot of the other players in that bracket are. And um, the reason he sticks out, and uh, I haven't backed him, but I, I just listening to you and looking at the rationale, it seems to be a, a, um, something I should be backing. So and I'll, I'll the other thing with Campbell is he literally has been. I think he's been Hideki's putting partner in the on the practice greens for a number of months. You know, he's been there. I can see them and I can see Scotty Scheffler. They must all putt together on the greens and, you know, they're all taking tips off each other. Kevin Yu. Bad tips. How not to, how not to putt. <laughs> but the last couple of events for Cam, positive with the putter. Mm. And the last round that he played at... Um, Twin Cities last week, he gained like over one and a half strokes just for the round with the putter. Mm. And that is what you love to see. Literally, he must be coming in knowing that the putter's warm. The rest of his game's immense. I think he hit 17 of 18 greens, like one of the two rounds last uh, the weekend. Everything's just clicking into place. And, of course, he knows that if he doesn't perform this week, he can put his foot up for it, put his feet up for a number of weeks and watch all this big money being doshed out. Yeah. Not Huge motivating factor for a professional golfer, mate. Yeah. All right. Look, you convinced me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back Cam Davis when uh, when Barry's talking in a second. The, um, the guy I've backed um, just slightly higher than that is Eric Cole, 60 to 1. Yeah. Um, he talked about Eric, um, talked about his minor tour wins. Uh, 56, I saw quoted yesterday, minor tour wins over the years. So he can get over the line. Um, and this is a strong event for those players looking for a breakthrough win on the PGA Tour. There's a long list of them in your preview. So it's um, it's proven in the past to be one of those that is a good stepping stone for players trying to, trying to find their first or their maiden uh, PGA Tour win. He's made seven cuts on the trot. He was sixth at the Canadian Open earlier in the year, fifth at the Mexico Open, second at the Honda. Um, some strong stats for the season as well. 32nd for strokes gain approach, 16th for strokes gain putting, which I like. 27th for strokes gain total. I noticed that he's um, fourth in your strokes gain total tracker 
for the yeah. last four weeks. Oh, sorry, the last eight weeks, isn't it? So, yeah, don't make any. Doesn't miss cuts, does he? No, no, no. It's um, it is it, it, very, very consistent. Can putt well. Fifth per putt and average on the, for the season. Third for putts per round. Fourth for three putt avoidance. Second for total birdies. Um, he was fifth to uh, fifth to Sunday at the Scottish Open, so played well over in uh, Scotland as well. Um, fourth to halfway at the Travellers. I think his, his headline form looks a little bit understated because the Sundays haven't been quite there. His thirtieth last week, um, but I think he's playing a little bit better than that, all of that suggests. And um, he's the kind of player that if Eric Cole won, won this, um, you wouldn't be remotely surprised because you've seen him pop up and. Yeah. Um, you know, be prominent on leaderboards over the last. Um, yeah, last and in majors, you know, he was prominent yeah. on major leaderboards. This guy's yeah. he's he's landed, isn't he? There's no fear factor. Yep. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on Cole. Um, Brendan Todd, as I said earlier, ninety to one. I got yesterday. Um, he was twenty sixth here in twenty thirteen. He closed with a sixty four. He was tenth here in tw- uh, two thousand and twenty one. That's his best result. Twice a runner-up this season at Pebble um, back in February at the John Deere Classic. Both of those are shortish courses. And I think, really, if you look at Brendan Todd and a fit for a certain type of course, it's going to be a shorter style where putting comes to the fore. Um, third for strokes game putting at the John Deere Classic um, on that effort as well. Made the open cut um, the last time he played. Um, he's won on Bermuda in the past. I think the price on offer, 90 to 1 yesterday, he's been nibbled in a bit, as you said. I think he's kind of 75 to 180 to 1, that kind of best price at the moment. But seems a decent each way punt to me, Brendan Todd. Um, I'll give you my final one while I'm here and then I'll, I'll, I'll pass over to Barry. Lucas Glover I've backed at 90 to 1 as well. Now, Plenty of people, me included, were on Glover last week. He was absolutely backed off the boards. He opened at 90s last week. He was 40 to 1 thereabouts by the time it started. And of course, he missed the cut because everyone, the world and his wife were on Brett Lucas Glover last week and uh, it just didn't happen. He was so- practising with Kevin Yu on those practice greens again <laughs> before the event. <laughs> Something just didn't work. But, mm. you know... You know what? You know how this game works, don't you? Everyone ditches him the week after. Everyone just won't go near him in disgust. He's the same price, ninety to one, um, and he goes and contends. And if you look at his previous form, running, running up to that fourth, sixth, fifth, um, so you know three consecutive top six finishes, which should pay out a nice, healthy each way return. Should he do that again? Um, it was fifth at the Sony Open. You mentioned the Sony Open link last year, um, and you know he, he's, he he couldn't part at the time. He was second here. Back, uh, or second into Sunday here back in uh, 2010, he finished seventh overall. Again, that's a period of time where he couldn't putt. We've talked about his putting last week. We talked about his working with Brad Faxon. Um, his putting is still sporadic, but when it's good, it is good. And uh, even though he missed the cut last week, he was four under for his final nine holes at the 3M Open. 112th in the FedEx Cup. He needs, by my calculations, a top three finish or better Depends what other people do. Certainly a win would be enough. I think a solo second would be enough. And potentially, depends how many ties or how the ties work, potentially a top three could be enough for him to get through to the um, to TPC Southwind next week. So there's a big motivating factor for Lucas Glover to pull something out of the bag this week at 90-1. to 1. But uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with him. Keep the faith. But that's me. I've, I've got no one longer than that. What about you, Barry? You got some uh, got some bombs in there? Well, that's kind of I like that logic on Glover, so I'm gonna go and jump on that as well because yeah, 
when, when all the weight of the money is now off his shoulders. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Happens all yeah, the time. Yeah. And, and just, Steve, while, while you guys were talking, just kind of comparing, if I wanted to do one bet between McCarthy and Poston, it just looks like uh, Poston's the one to choose. If you have to... We'll jump between, on Denny then. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, look, we'll, we'll see. And I'm going to, just, just for fun, because we've mentioned him probably more than anybody on this podcast, I'm going to back Kevin Yu again this week. I'm going to gamble on the fact that he's seen those stats. One of his mates has texted him and said, hey, listen, you need to sort this out. Then his group of mates have been in the group thread giving him absolute hell about how crappy he is a pudding and that they're all better than him <laughs> and they're all 18 handicappers. And he's going to go off and get motivated to to figure it out. So um, with that sort of tea to green performance um, again last week, It'll it'll put him in the right positions this week if he continues that. So see if he's gone and found some sort of pudding magic. We've got to try and find a course that we're all comfortable. Kevin Yu's going to take a part in the fall. There's got to be something there where that tee to green game on a course where tee to green far, 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 far outweighs any kind of negative strokes game putting element and gets you close to the top of a leaderboard. I mean, it was yeah, a, he's going he's, he's gonna to ping big style, Kevin Yu. Like a traditional US Open. Like really difficult where par is your friend. He can just two-putt his way around. Hit 75, yeah. 80% greens in regulation, two-putt them for pars. Do you know the course that jumped into my mind? It was the Houston course that Finau won at the end of last year. Very tough course. And Paul and I looked mm. at the uh, full series events that... Uh, and they've taken it out and they've put that into 2024. So they're not playing Houston in October or November. And that I think that would be perfect for Kevin Yeh, that course. Memorial Park. That's a kind of mini US Open. Very tough. But yeah, he's going to ping soon. And if he finds the putter, it could be this week. I'm looking at the European Ryder Cup points at the moment, and you must think, well, what the hell is Steve looking at that for? You know, bloody other Wyndham Championship. McElroy, Rahm, McIntyre, they head the European points. Hovland, Hatton, Fleetwood, they head the world points beneath Rahm and McElroy. So those six are in the auto spots. I then run down. Fitzpatrick at seven. Sepp Straka at eight. Shane Lowry at nine. Justin Rose at ten. We've then got Adrian Moronk at eleven. And the name that is twelfth on the list. So you could say theoretically this guy is in the Ryder Cup Donald squad. Alex Noren. Now Alex Noren. Noren. How do you pronounce it, chaps? Ah, Noren will do. He's 109th. Uh, no, let me get this right. I don't think that is right. He's a hundred and... Uh, where is he? He's a hundred and second in the FedEx Cup standings right now. A hundred and second. He's way out of it. I don't get him as a pick. Doesn't make sense to me. Luke Donald's on the property this week. He's playing. Now, Alex Noren, Alex Noren, to me, 
he, he's found a couple of top tens recently. I think he knows he's in the poo in terms of getting into that Ryder Cup spot. I mean, he's, he's playing here with the likes of a Seamus Power, who's injured at the moment. Victor Perez, Thomas Dietrich, Aaron Rye, the Hoygaard twins, you know, Yannick Paul. These are the kind of players that are sort of all swinging around thinking, I've still got a chance here of getting into the team. Noren's got a problem because if he doesn't make the top 70 in the playoffs, and I think he'd need to kind of win or finish second this week to get into the top 70, where's he going to play his golf? Is he going to go to the Czech Masters on the DP World Tour? Is he that committed? Mm. I could see him turning up at the Irish Open. Yeah, Cranston Sierra. Better purse. So I think this is a big week for Alex Noren. I've got him at 90 to 1, eight places each way with Bet365. Uh, no, I didn't. He was no, he was 90 to 1 when he was first priced up. I got him at 80 to 1, that's right, with Boyle Sports, eight places each way. Just you, you just he would love to throw in a big result this week in front of Luke Donald. And ninth at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, 23rd at the Open, and 13th last week at the 3M Open. If there's one thing Alex Noren's doing well right now, he's actually hitting the ball straight, which he hasn't done for a long time, but he's actually putting very, very well. And I know it's Bermuda grass, and we always preach on this podcast that Alex is a bent grass and a bent Poana mixed greens kind of guy, because he is, I get that. But needs are must for Alex Noren this week. Alex Noren. And it was interesting last year. You rewind all the way back to November, Paul. The DP World Tour Championship, the very cream of the European Tour at the Earth Course, he finished second. So yeah. it's not as if he can't perform on Bermuda Grass Green. No, no, absolutely. And they're very slick ones, you know, in terms of similarity, I guess, to uh, to the to the champion that's here. So yeah, that was my final pick. Alex Noren. So I've got Noren, Rye, Cam Davis, JT Poston, and Hideki can't putt Matsuama. I think that's us. Is that us, chaps? Is that, is that us done? Yeah, I've got no more. I've got no more. Now, next week's podcast, because there is a podcast next week, um, I'm going to be on holiday. And it's the first podcast we've ever recorded outside of our normal well, for me anyway, hosting a podcast outside of my normal confines. So um, you might hear some seagulls. <laughs> but there is a podcast next week. The po- the week after, there isn't going to be a podcast. That will be the week of the P- BMW Championship. Because I will be overseas. I hope your bets go well, chaps. Yeah, best to you, boys. I hope the listeners' bets go well on your DraftKings picks. Lots of lots of interesting value plays on DraftKings. I reckon Eric Cole is going to be really popular on uh, DK this week. Pop. Yeah, makes a lot of Because cuts. like you said, what do we need here? Someone that can hit the ball close and putt well, and he ticks a lot of boxes. So, mm. Hopefully we get the winner this week. Uh, we'll be back again, of course, next week for the start of the PGA Tour playoffs. That is the FedEx St. Jude. We'll see you again then. If you like betting on golf, but everyone.
Watch your back, misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips And so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf 